Hey, welcome to another episode of Grace and Truth with Johnny Rollett. Grace and Truth comes from John 1.14, where it says Jesus was full of grace and truth. Join us today on this podcast as we dive into deep revelation and find ways to make it understandable cowboy style simple that's the way i like it and i hope you do too i want to start off by saying this i am a disciple of jesus i'm not necessarily a disciple of the bible what do i mean by that i believe that the bible was a inspired the the inspired word of god and I believe that the Bible inspires my faith and teaches me and, and helps me to, to um to grow and learn and and understand and 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 you know, but you have to understand that the the first Christian church had no Bible. Their faith is not in the written word, their faith is in Jesus. Right, the I wonder, I wonder how <laughs> if Peter and the the early church what they would say if they were here and saw that we have this beautiful written word, how much they would be I, I think to some degree jealous of it, and then when they see all of the all of the <laughs> stuff at our fingertips on the internet all the stuff that i use for greek language and hebrew language and and interpretation and all the all the things that are just at our fingertips how how amazed they would be they had a relationship with christ and not with just just the written word and the reason that's important is because if you are a scholar only if you are only into the written side of, I, I just think nobody ever talks about this. If if you were on just reading the Bible and you and you never you never interpolated that or 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 allowed that to lead you to the cross. If you if you never allowed that to lead you to Christ, then then you have a danger of that leading you into intellectualism or an analytical mind. Instead of faith, the whole purpose of the word is to bring you further and deeper into the faith and bring the, bring the, the life of Christ to its full understanding and be able to understand and see Jesus in every book, in every chapter, in every, uh, throughout every, the, the Old and New Testament. And I just think that, you know, there's this old saying, uh, that old song, for the, uh, for the Bible tells me so. Uh, if I'd never had the Bible, come on, I, I, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not a Christian because the Bible told me to be, or the Bible tells me to be. I'm a believer because all I have to do is look around and see God. And know that there is an order to this. 
there is a creator and then and then go back and then understand and see the testimonies of men who walked with him and saw him and saw him die and then saw him resurrected and that builds faith in me and then I start to be able to connect the dots to be able to see things that I see with my eyes to see that this isn't a big bang theory that this didn't all come by coincidence or accidents or evolution this is the hand of God and if there is a God then there must be a, a, a reason that I'm here and if there's a reason that I'm here it must have something to do with uh, you know w with this word that I, I can connect the dots and see that men actually there was actually a man named Jesus and 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 there was there was over <clears throat> 300 prophecies of this man named Jesus that was going to come to this earth but 600 years prophesied before he ever showed up and when Christ this man named not Jesus actually that's the wrong interpretation that we have of him his name was uh, Yahshua so when Yahshua actually showed up it he actually fulfilled all three hundred prophecies it's a, that's impossible that's literally impossible he 300 prophecies that prophesied his arrival his life his death his resurrection 600 years before he came he fulfills every single one of them that's why I I'm a believer and then the word. And see, I say all that to say this. I happen to believe that you should read your Bible. <laughs> I, I happen to believe that you should, you know, I don't think you should do it out of religion or religiosity. I don't think you should do it so that God will love you more. I don't think you do it as a sign to show how Christian you are. I think the word is alive. And the word is brings life it's living and it the, the holy spirit brings truth out of it and reveals christ to me almost every single day i literally believe that you should be in your bible every single day but i don't believe you should do it as a sign of how great and how, uh, uh, you are with god I think you ought to do it to discover him more. And and there is truth to when days that you don't want to. There is something about obedience and being in the word and, and God meeting you in his word, revealing himself to you every single day. I just wanted to start off by saying that because there are times when you're going to read a passage, you're going to go, <laughs> what? And today is one of those days. I want to read you something that's very difficult to read because it just you have to understand context and you have to understand the author you have to understand what they were going through chapter 6 starting verse 5 bond servants okay let me just help you slaves we're talking about slavery okay I'm not gonna get into the different kinds of slaves between bonds let's just call it what it is he's talking about slaves 
Bond servants, be obedient to those who are your masters, according to the flesh, with fear and trembling in sincerity of heart as to Christ. Not with eye service as men pleasers, but as bond servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. With good will, doing good service as to the Lord and not unto men. Knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord, whether he is slave or he is free. And you masters do the same things to give to them, giving up threatening, knowing that your own master also is in heaven and there is no polarity with him. I mean, partiality with him. Sorry about that. This, this, par this portion has been used, unfortunately, even into the Civil War age as people going, hey, the Bible says that we can have slaves. There have been people nowadays that are that are using this portion of scripture to hate Christians and to and to kind of point out, look, hey, look, they believe in slavery. I don't know any Christian, honestly. I don't think there's any, unless there's some crazy sect out there that I don't know about that still believes that this is for today. And, and it's so crucially important that you get that this is why you read the Bible in context. And that this is a perfect example and proof that you don't take every verse and use it in to its reality of that day. You need to understand context and understand who he's talking to and the time they're talking to them. Here's what I'd rather do today. This is what I want to leave you with. In the next two minutes, I want to show you what I feel like that we can take out of this. I, I, I just want you to believe, hear my heart. I don't believe that slavery was ever a good idea, is a good idea, and will ever be a good idea. Slavery has been a part of humanity from the very get-go. And unfortunately, it's still happening today. Really, human trafficking is human slavery. And I, I stand with people like Glenn Bowen and, uh, and with the A21 campaign of abolishing human trafficking, human slavery in the 21st century. I do not stand... And I wish that Paul, I wish that Paul was able to, when he's writing this, be able to see 2,000 years into the future. How could he? And be able to say, hey, you know, we shouldn't, we shouldn't put this in here. But he was dealing with slavery was a typical and normal part of society back then. And bond servants were really uh, people who would get themselves in debt and, in essence, sell their services, sell themselves to, to pay off a debt. It was a normal part of, of society, but it isn't now. And it has no place and no part in this life that we're living now. 
But even at its worst, I think we could pull something out of this. If you really listen to Paul's heart, what he's saying right here, he's 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 telling the the bond servant to I got this illustration kind of from Paul White where you know you're looking don't just look at your your he's trying to help he's trying to help the the slave the bond servant to lift their head don't look at your circumstance don't look at your your master lift your head past him do unto do what you got to do to get through this part of your life by lifting your head from your and focus on your master to lift it above your master to your to the ultimate master the king of kings the lord of lords difficult a difficult time in your life where you felt stuck where you felt captured where you felt a slave to your circumstance i think we paul could we could use this and apply it to that. I remember I was a I, I had a job. I'm not gonna name the name of the company. Um and I was the sales manager. I was the uh general sales manager, which means I, I had to deal with all the sales managers and I had to deal with the corporate part of it. And it was actually two different buildings. And so I would be over here with the sales team on this building, and then I'd have to walk across an alleyway to the general offices of the company, where I'm dealing with the the owner, the the you know all the high you know the high all the admin stuff. And I would have to walk this. I hated this job. When I tell you how much I hated, I at Sunday at four o'clock, I would start getting verklempt. You know what I'm talking about? I would start going like, oh, and getting sick to my stomach, and and the thought of having to go back into this defiled place. They were, it was a horrible work environment. They were disgusting owners, and uh, the owner was a disgusting human being. He was vile, and and I. I wanted to hurt him. You know what I mean? I was in a really dark place. And there were so many times I would be I would call Gail and say, Can I quit my job? Can I go? Can I I got anything could be better than this? And she say she would say, Yes, but let's find a job before you quit a job. You know, she brought wisdom to me. And she she hurt for me, but she understood, hey man, you gotta you're in a situation that you can't just walk out of. So you're going to have to take your focus off of what's wrong with your circumstance, pick your head up, past your master, past your past the thing that's locked you in and lift it up to the master, to 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 the father, God. And and deal with it and overcome it, right? And I, I and when I read this, this is kind of the vibe that that I was getting out of it. Like I remember this time and I was going back and forth between the two buildings and I was in the alleyway and I saw, I could see like a thousand foot view of my life, of me going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I saw myself as a captured mouse in a mouse trap. 
And I'm just going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, getting the cheese and getting the cheese and getting the cheese. And it was all about, I got I to gotta make the money and I got to you know, and I got to please this guy. And I got to make sure that person is in it. And I'm just a mouse tra- in this trap of life. And I stopped in the middle of the alley and looked up. I'll never forget this moment. And I cried out to God loudly. I, I don't know how anybody didn't hear me. And I said, God, save me. And I remember these words came out of my mouth. I'm going to die here. I'm going to die in this trap that, that, that's, that has been set for me that I willingly walked into. I'm going to die here. And in that moment, I literally felt the Father's rest And the idea, I wouldn't say the scripture came to me. I was not in a place in my life where I was thinking about scripture. But the idea was, don't, okay, let me say it like this, like the scripture says. Lift your eyes. Stop focusing on what's wrong in your circumstance and focus on what's right with me. Get your head up. Focus on me and I've got a plan for you. A plan that you don't know about. I... If you will focus on me, I'll take care of what's wrong with you. And so when I read this scripture, bond servants, be obedient to those who are your masters, according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, in sincerity of heart, as to Christ. Not with eye service as men pleasers, but as bond servants of Christ, doing the will of God. Doing the will of God from the heart, with good will, doing service as to the Lord and not to men. Doing service as to the Lord and not to men. Knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord, whether he is slave or he is free. If you're watching this today and you have somehow found yourself in a trap and you find yourself feeling quote unquote stuck, I want you to reread, take the understanding of the slavery thing that that Paul was speaking to, contextually speaking to a people group back then and, and, and forget slavery, but understand that that there is a time in every life where you feel in, you feel captured. You feel enslaved. You feel like you've walked into a trap and you're in a circumstance that you don't see any way out of. Lift up your head. Find rest in the Father. Do whatever you got to do as unto the Father and not unto men. If you'll focus on him and find rest in him, then he'll take care. If you if you focus on what's what's good about him and learn how to have peace and joy and hope and rest in him, then he'll take care of your circumstance. I always say it like this. 
you fi- if you focus on what's right with him, he'll fix what's wrong with you. Come on. I hope you have a good day. And thank you for joining me. And uh, thank you for just walking this journey out with me. And I just want you all to know that I am a picture of the grace and the mercy of God that took me out of circumstance that I thought I would die in. And I stand here today as a picture of the grace and the mercy of God. And there's hope. And if you'll just keep walking and lift your eyes off of your circumstance and your pain and your hurt and the, the, the angst of life and focus on the Father, He'll walk you through this moment into your purpose, into your calling, into your destiny. He will never leave you nor forsake you. I love you all. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.